This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm joined by my guest, Elise Brodigan, the founder of Raw Alignment, which is a platform focused on empowerment and self-love. Elise is a very prominent and positive authority figure within the vegan and self-help communities. The main message she shares via social media is the concept that we are all worthy of living in abundance in every aspect of our lives. Elise, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited too. I'm looking forward to what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. So let's start off from the very beginning. Where were you born? I was born in Newtown, Connecticut. And what were some of the early interests you had in life or major influences that helped shape who you are today? Hmm. Well, when I was younger, I was interested in so many things. I remember... My my mom specifically, although kind of both of my parents had always encouraged me to like try out anything that I was interested in. So I used to try out like soccer and mm-hmm. figure skating and acting and like all of these different things. And I I feel like that really shaped me into who I am today because I was always encouraged to jump in and try something out. And if I felt like it was something I wanted to pursue, then I would. And if it wasn't, then I didn't really receive any backlash from that. I was just encouraged to like keep trying new things. Um, so yeah, I feel like that definitely made an impact on who I am today and what I do and the way that I make decisions now. Absolutely. That's like so amazing. And I feel like sometimes you see that, I mean, I work with kids on a day-to-day basis and I have some dancers that have Um, you know, as a choreographer, it's like what I'm day in, day out pretty much doing, working with my students. You know, there are some students that they just want to enjoy dance and they do it for a more recreational um, activity. And there's some that come in and they, you know, train for years and years and do dance competitions and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it becomes a really something that they're super, super passionate about. But I think working with some of those kids that just take it from a recreational perspective is so rewarding because there's like a little bit of a lightheartedness to it. And they really yeah. are using the the experience of dance as a way to grow as a person and just enjoy themselves. So I think having those opportunities when we're younger to try so many different things and have positive experiences, like I'm so glad your parents really encouraged all of that. Um it's like you get to experience what you're capable of in a lot of different ways, more so than just one. So that's really awesome. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's not a necessarily a norm. I think a lot of parents will kind of want their children Mm -hmm. to pursue things that maybe they didn't pursue. So it's something that I'm very grateful for. Totally. And do you feel like that kind of stuck with you as you were growing up, like through middle school, high school, before like you moved on to college that you were just kind of trying a lot of different things? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it definitely 
came with me throughout like middle school and high school phases of like the types of clothes I wore and like yeah. the image I tried to portray and but really like jobs as well. Like mm-hmm. I I've gone through so many jobs yeah. and I think like for a period of time I felt insecure about that. Like right. oh I shouldn't be like starting a job, leaving a job, starting a new thing, like mm-hmm. stopping it so many times. But I think that it has helped me get in touch with my two intuition and like help me understand what really feels good and what doesn't feel good that I don't need to continue pursuing it. Absolutely. And probably help you connect with a lot of different kinds of people too. Yes, for sure. That's awesome. So around the time you were in college, your focus on wellness really started to become a true passion. What inspired this? Hmm. Well, I think it really all started from the fact that my health was lacking. I felt depressed. I felt fatigued. I just felt very uncomfortable in my body, both like internally and um, outwardly. The way that I looked, I felt uncomfortable with all of it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I knew that that's like not the way that I was supposed to feel, not the way that I wanted to live for the rest of my life. So Mm -hmm. I just, again, started to try new things and started to research like how to get healthy and kind of like those basic questions. And the little bit of information that I found, I just started to apply it and started to kind of shape it in a way that worked for me. Absolutely. So when you were in college, where did you go to school? I started going to school in Connecticut for a year, and then I decided to transfer down to a more health-focused school in Georgia, also Mm -hmm. because I was chasing the sun and didn't want to be somewhere cold anymore. Um, But yeah, I transferred to the school in Georgia that was um, mainly chiropractic, but they also had a major in health coaching, which is what I really felt called to do at that point in time. So I stayed there for, I think two to three years. Mm -hmm. Um, the school was based, so I kind of lose track of how long I was actually there, but yeah, that school was definitely more in alignment with who I was and what I wanted to do. Yeah. So just, you know, eight months prior to completing your degree, you made a major lifestyle change and moved to Hawaii. So what was this transitional period like for you and how did you feel about that course correction in hindsight? Cause I feel like a lot of people can feel like, you know, I know my, my brother kind of had an experience with this when he was in college, he studied aeronautics and engineering to begin with, and then wanted to go into aeronautics and business. And that course correction kind of meant that he had to stay in college for another year, but now it's like he's flourishing and like, totally like loves his job and everything that he's doing is just a much better fit for him but I feel like sometimes a lot of people can be scared to kind of let go of what their original plan was and try something different that that feels better to them and so what was that experience like for you making such a major shift of like going from the east coast and being in health school and just being like I'm going to Hawaii (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was confusing at yeah. first because something that I kind of had been daydreaming about and trying to figure out how to really make it work for a while before I actually did it, probably yeah. at least a year, not more 
really, really wanted the approval of my parents and I wanted to somehow compromise with them because they wanted me to finish my degree right. and I did and I just, I was moving and not acting because I really just wanted to compromise and eventually it became clear that that compromise wasn't going to happen. We're very firm in believing that I needed that foundation college to be successful which like I completely understand that's that's what they learned growing up and times have just simply changed so it was confusing at first and then eventually after time it just became clear that I need to do this whether or not I'm going to be supported um by other people especially my parents and my friends luckily my friends were fairly supportive but um it was actually one year when I was at the Woodstock Fruit Festival that my friend Charles was giving this, um, giving this talk, I think it was about like abundance and dream building or something along those lines. And he made a point in his talk that was just like that one, that one thing that I needed to really start acting towards what I wanted and what he said was that nobody needs the approval or the acceptance of anyone in order to pursue what they want to pursue. And mm-hmm. it was like just a game changer for me to totally. hear that. Like, I don't need that. I want that. I don't need that. And once I kind of understood that and came to that, I tried to just become as confident as I could. I knew myself and to let everything else kind of fall away. Even if that meant that I was going to be like disowned by my family. And like, I think of like the absolute worst and just let that go and know that me being happy and feeling fulfilled was more important than anything. And it can like kind of sound selfish, but I found that it was the biggest blessing and like the best decision I've ever made. So looking back, it was like following my intuition always leads to beneficial outcomes. And I am just glad that I did it. Yeah. And speaking of Charles, are we talking about Charles and Davis Charles? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Charlie, is, is he Charlie Moonbeam on Instagram? Yeah. Charles Moonbeam I'm- or Charlie Moonbeam? Charles is such, I remember that year, I think that was that was you're talking woodstock fruit festival maybe 2014 14 14? yeah one of those years yeah yeah that was an amazing year (laughs) having them there and yeah charles definitely has that energy where he's very expressive and i think he brings that out in a lot of people he's one of those lights that he really shines internally from such a pure place and I feel like when people do that and they're living in their authentic truth, it can ignite that in another person. And Maya, am I thankful that he did that for you? Because that was, you know, it's it's led you down a path where you've been able to connect with so many other people and really, really enjoy your gifts and being able to give that back to the world at large. So, but definitely, I mean, I can hear a lot through your journey that I feel like probably a lot of people can relate to. And just, you know, we do live in different times where a lot of people are not choosing to go to college and they want a different career path. And there are more entrepreneurial options available if people want to choose to go down that way. And I think we live in an interesting time in the sense that we kind of have some different options to navigate all of that. So 
I think in your case, I'm glad that it's been a positive experience. And I know, I think I got to meet your mom a couple of years ago um, while we (laughs) were at um, Woodstock Fruit Festival. And, um, you know, yeah, she's just there with you, like so supportive. So I'm really glad that it's been a positive um, transition for you. So thank you. Yeah, of course. So being that you have taken sort of like this risk in your life, how do you feel like you can encourage people to take calculated risks in their own life to discover their own authenticity and live a life that's truly their creation because you've really created the life that you live now the amount of freedom and discipline that you exercise on a daily basis it's very much up to you as far as how things are gonna go yeah for sure um I feel like it all starts from leading by example. This is really the like method that just comes naturally. And the way that I feel, um, transforms other people's lives and yeah, all of that in the best way, um, in the easiest way. And in the way that feels good for other people, I'm not really one to like force my beliefs on others right. or say that it's like my way is correct or anything like that. Cause it's not something I believe, but mm-hmm. I find that by just doing what I want to do and like by pushing my own limits, challenging myself and taking these risks in my life, whether it's like not using shampoo for 30 days or like not shaving my armpits or like anything that I just like try out to see if I like it. I find that like that in itself inspires other people and Mm -hmm. just makes them feel comfortable and like know that they can, they can do whatever they want as well. And there's actually this quote that like, I love it so much. So I'm going to share it with you. Um, it's by Marianne Wilson and you might have Mm -hmm. Williamson and you might've heard of it. Um, but the little part that I want to share is as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do, to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. Mm -hmm. So this is just like the essence of what I try to do is just like by doing what I want and by pushing my own limits, I give permission to other people or other people feel that they can do it too. Totally. Cause I think sometimes it's hard for people to like believe it until they see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're sharing with all of us. So in that, sense like what was your inspiration for raw alignment and the creation of like all of the online platforms and all of the content that you've produced where did that all start honestly it's like kind of crazy that I don't really feel like there was like an original mission or a there wasn't I don't know. There wasn't like an original like thought in my head, like, Oh, I want to do this and have like a long-term plan. I literally just felt pulled to share my journey to share like the trial and error that I went through my struggles, my successes and Mm -hmm. everything. And I didn't even think about sharing it. I just did it naturally. Like I didn't have any background in business. I didn't watch YouTube really at all before starting my own channel. And I just felt compelled to do it and didn't know why at the time. And now looking back, obviously I know why, like it, it just felt natural and it's helping so many people. But at the time it was just like a thing that I did and I 
didn't know why. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I feel like that's refreshing because I feel like sometimes people can get really wrapped up in the, you know, almost the chore- Yeah, the planning, the choreographing of everything and needing it to be this way or that or the other. But there's also the element of improvisation. There's the element of just like diving in and being like, okay, I'm just going to do this and see what happens and learn along the way and figure it out because this is what my heart's pulling me to do. And I believe in myself and I'm going to do this. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that there's a lot of that going on. Like I know so many people directly in my life will be in like the researching and the planning phase for Mm -hmm. almost forever. And I'm kind of the opposite of that. And it's definitely like, uh, come to bite me a couple of times with just like making mistakes like publicly, but I'm, yeah, I feel blessed for like being one of those people, I guess, who just jumps in without any research and planning. Um, obviously there's beautiful parts to both ways of Mm -hmm. taking it, but I tend to jump in for sure. All right. Well, what has your experience as a raw vegan been like? Because I know that I've, and I can relate to your approach to raw veganism as well. For me along my journey, like I had a bit of, like I started out eating really raw and then there would be times where I would eat cooked food occasionally. Or, you know, it was just a little bit more of a flexible approach because I grew up eating a lot of cultural food. And I feel like that's a way in which I really relate to you and your journey is because, like, we have to still have, like, I think a little bit of an element of flexibility with our regimes and because we're constantly changing, we're constantly growing and evolving, and if something feels right to us at one time, we have to learn to trust our instincts and not go against that so much or be afraid or fearful. So what is your experience with raw foods been like as a raw vegan and um how do you deal with the opinions of onlookers or people who say that you know what you're doing is extreme or that it's wrong yeah a good question um I kind of jumped into eating raw initially um pretty quickly from Mm -hmm. like a standard American diet and obviously since then I've like flip-flopped with raw and cooked food and like found balance and all of that. But my like initial entrance into trying to eat raw was pretty quick. And with that, I noticed that I felt benefits right away. Like physically I felt so much better. I won't go into detail of like all of that, but, um, (laughs) it was just like immediately I knew that that was the way that I wanted to and needed to take care of my body to feel the best and to like function the best in Mm -hmm. life, um, both physically, emotionally, mentally, like it affects me in so many ways. So Mm -hmm. from that, I just like immediately knew that was it. And that was what felt good for me. And I guess I just, I felt super confident in that because it was such an immediate, drastic, positive change for me that yeah. like anything other people said, yeah. it just didn't phase me so much because yeah. it wasn't like I was not confident in like the benefits that it was providing me with. It right. wasn't like I was unsure, like if raw food was good or not good, like I knew it was good. For sure, yeah. So when other people were like, I don't know, questioning in any sort of negative way. Uh, it just didn't really, um, 
sway me in my decision at all. Totally. And I think there's kind of a fine balance that I feel like is something that I'm comfortable with my approach to it now. But earlier on, I know when I was vegan, I was like, I kind of felt like, you know, it almost felt like I wanted to just tell everybody the truth and like everything, you know what I mean? Like you just want to inspire people. And I think everybody has a different way of sharing that. But what do you feel like has worked best for you in your relationships with the people that you know in your life? And what do you find that people, as far as your target audience are most inspired by? Is it the kind of intense, like pressuring, like you need to do this type of content or is yeah. it more of the like, this is what works for me, like, might work for you, here's how I do things type of thing? Yeah, so similarly to how I, like, share everything in life, I just try to really embody whatever it is and let that shine through. Right. I find that that, like, provokes more curiosity and more mm-hmm. interest yes. and eventually more, like, motivation to try it out for, for themselves, for yeah. other people. Um, yeah, that's kind of the approach I've always taken. Of course, when I got into, um, eating raw and eating vegan for my health, then later on I started learning about more of the ethical side and started to feel like, oh gosh, I really want to share this like, um, in a bit more of like, I'm going to lead by example way. Like I wanted to like share it, share it. Um, but I found that I like got over that phase pretty quickly because it just like didn't <laughs> didn't work well. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely not as inspiring. I think it, it speaks to a certain kind of yes. audience member and I definitely like respect people that want to share their message in that way. For um, sure. Because there are There are, I think, you know, earlier on the people that I was inspired by, probably like Durian Ryder and Freely back in the day, like way, way back in the day, um, like their super early videos when they were eating 100% raw and all that type of stuff, like there was a different kind of vibe that they, they brought. And I think I'm happy to see how the vegan community and the raw vegan community has expanded and become a little bit more flexible and open and you know, because I feel like a huge part of living a vegan lifestyle is having that compassion. And that means Mm -hmm. also having compassion for other people and what their lifestyle choices are, even if they're not just like us. Yeah, for sure. So I, I love that you share from a place of experience. I know that for me, like I, I really try to do that a lot with my dancers. They see me day in, day out, and they know how I eat and how I live, and they see how I perform also. And, you know, I'm not 10 years old anymore, but I feel like I can can keep up with them, you know, like flexibility-wise, performance-wise. So, I mean, for me, I feel like what I'm doing as far as, like, a lot of the things in my lifestyle habits is, like, it's working, and it does speak for itself, and I do find that I'm inspired by people like yourself who do take that approach and share and show um, what works for them and lead by example. Yeah, and it's so beautiful, too, because, like, you just need to spend time and energy essentially caring for yourself. Like, you don't need to brainstorm, like, what like message you want to post that's going to like spread this information. Like you literally just need to live it and people yeah. see that. And that's and so beautiful it. that yeah. you get to share that with your dancers. Yeah. I'm very grateful. 
very, very grateful. I love like bringing in little fruits for them to try and they get like so excited and stuff. So it's really fun. Um, being that you're on social media now, it's, it's saturated with so many people sharing their lives and all this type of information with the world. And I mean, beyond just obviously being yourself, I think being yourself is something that no one else can be me or no one else can be you or anybody else. It's like being yourself is such a, um, way to stand out in and of itself. Um, but I mean, what have you discovered beyond that that allows you to build trust and really connect with your loyal audience as well as keep them coming back and engaging with your content so I try to ask for feedback a lot I really Mm. love to know like what people feel after watching the video or what they thought about while watching it um I also want to know like what's going on in their life and that helps me better better help them. Um, so for example, like I'll ask what they're struggling with or what's going on in their life. And from there I can brainstorm how I can add value. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll think about like how I used to feel that way, or I used to go through something super similar or think in a similar way. And then I tried to remember when exactly my perspective changed. Like, was it from one experience? Was it from something someone said, like Charles that I shared earlier? Yeah. Um, or like what happened for me. And then I share either that story or just some of the details. Um, and that helps people know that like I've been there and that helps people know that I'm real. And it's not like I, that, that I've grown essentially and that they can too. Um, so yeah, I share my journey to remind people that they are capable of shifting their inner and outer world for the better and they are capable of healing as well yeah totally and being like motivated by themselves to do it maybe not by external things but just I mean checking maybe their motivation as to why they really want to do it and I feel like for you in your case I mean it it seems like, you know, all the choices that you make are really for yourself and your benefit and you're just taking care of yourself and sharing that with people. So, I mean, I think that's a really nice way to inspire people to take on that aspect of it too, because there's a lot of people that can come to raw foods because they want to lose weight or they want to look a certain way or they want to feel like better than people or like I don't know like whatever it may be there can be a lot of reasons why people do things in their life but I think ultimately if we're doing it because we love ourselves and we care about ourselves and we want to be a good um you know person in this world and give back from a really authentic place and share our uniqueness like very much what you're doing then that's a really beautiful place to give from and live at and like take that with you throughout your life and everything that you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I actually, I feel like I definitely provide that sort of inspiration and information for people who are searching for it. Mm -hmm. But for those individuals who are like wanting to maybe eat raw for weight loss or for appearance or those who are wanting to whatever declutter their wardrobe for like more of a surface level reason. Mm-hmm. I, I actually feel that I have a tough time, um, I guess meeting people where they're at in that way. Yeah. Um, because it's so hard for me to like title a video, like something for weight loss or something for like, yeah, 
Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. And it's like there are other people that are out there on the internet, you know, that that want to connect with people that are looking for that type of thing. But yeah. I, I think it's really important that you're staying authentic to your truth and knowing that even though it can be maybe a target audience that might be a little bit more like clickbait esque, like you're, mm-hmm. you don't want to take your channel there and like what yeah. you want to offer as far as your content is really in a, in a, your own unique way and more authentic to what you're doing. And I yeah. think that allows people to get past a lot of the surface level stuff. Um, and I mean, that's what you're, that's the kind of content you're offering. And I think that it's beautiful. And I think it also just speaks to the point that it's like, we can't always, you know, get every single person to agree with us or like align with yeah. what we're doing. And that's okay because it's, it's okay to be at different times in our life. And, um, you know, we don't have to necessarily engage with people's content if it's not what we're what our truth is and you don't have to create content for every single person to like you. It's like if you like you're doing or just being yourself, then the types of people that will come on your videos will be supportive and engage and it'll prosper into like a very healthy environment for you. So I'm glad that you've been having a good experience with that. Yeah. So, you know, it's like you live a life that's very much built and designed by you, you know, with so much flexibility, um, you know, having sort of like a YouTuber lifestyle where obviously there's a certain schedule that you stick to and a certain degree of like discipline and motivation that you check in with, you know, internally on a day to day basis. You have a life very much built and designed by you. You have quite a bit of flexibility being that you're a YouTuber. You can upload and create content at your, on your own time. With that much flexibility, how do you stay regimented and how do you keep as much consistency and regularity in your life as possible? Like emotional, being present on social media, present for yourself financially, keeping things consistent, how do you address those things and how do you recommend people that want to get on social media approach it so that they have a good relationship with it and they can be successful as well? Yeah, so I definitely feel like my life is pretty balanced with, um, with like routine and also with flexibility. Um, I've always really been the type of person to love routine and structure. And I've also always been pretty intrinsically motivated and disciplined. So what you, what you're kind of asking about has really worked out naturally for me. Mm -hmm. I keep, um, I keep a daily to-do list, which I recently decided to recall a passion project list because I felt like to-do list was, I don't know. It had some sort of like negative obligation type. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So my passion project list, I try to complete around four to six tasks every day, um, depending on their involvement, like how big or small they are. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also have different sections for that passion project list. So I'll have a raw alignment section, which is just all, business related. Um, it could be like recording a video, 
um, anything business related. And Mm -hmm. then I'll have a personal section, which is for things like self-care and socialization. Um, cause I'm tend to be an introvert. So (laughs) sometimes I like add, uh, social events onto my passion project list. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I really stick to that. And that has, it's felt natural for me, but it also, like you said, it's necessary in order to like keep things going and not just have way too much flexibility. Um, it's definitely been essential. And I feel like that's something that anybody can apply, whether you are someone who's like self-disciplined or not. If you have that list to turn to, that's just something that can like help keep things flowing. If you don't have that, um, I guess like consistent drive within you to do things without any list being present. Totally. And do you have like a certain method that works for you? Like, do you like to keep a written journal? Is there an app you like to use? What do you find has worked um, most efficiently for you over the years? I find that writing it down in a journal works best. I've worked with like the note section, the typical note section on my phone a lot. Um, But something about having it like in my face, in the physical form, not on a phone really works best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to touch on some other aspect of your question, like yeah. being present. Um, and then also I'll touch on like finances. Um, so it's been quite a, quite a learning experience for me to balance work and like social life. Cause I really love the work that I do. Yeah. So recently uh, recently I decided to add in like a little cutoff time. Yeah. <laughs> so at 6 PM I will stop working mm-hmm. and I'm working on, um, adding in like a technology cutoff time as well. Yeah. So that's a new introduction to my life, but it's already like added so much value and allowed me to really have that present time with myself or my significant other right. or really anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, And then with finances, since I kind of, I choose what I do for work. Um, I also, I choose essentially like how much I earn for the work that I do. Um, if I'm like creating an ebook or a program, like I'm choosing how much I want to charge for that. And then Mm -hmm. I choose how much time I want to put into promoting it and sharing it. And also how often I want to do that throughout the month or throughout the year, how many projects like that I want to create. And I kind of feel that out. Like there might be times in the year that I'm feeling more introverted and like, I just kind of want to hibernate um, and just do, I guess what I would call the bare minimum of sharing videos and posting on social media. And then there's times of the year where I just want to like create, create, create. So Mm -hmm. I kind of listen to my intuition with that one. And Mm -hmm. I find my, my finances might not be super steady like month after month, but Um, I think it feels better for me to just, Mm. you know, work with the energy and the motivation that I have. Totally. Because that's, I I mean, that's another part of the success that you've had is that you've had a couple viral videos that have been, you know, really, really popular and you continue to put out pretty consistent content. But I mean, for someone who's starting out to experience that isn't always the norm. And I think to kind of get used to that, I mean, it's, it's much like life, right? Like you just kind of get up every day, do your thing. And sometimes great things come along and you celebrate it. And, you know, 
savor it and not really maybe expect that it's going to come back in a lot, but, um, but really appreciate it and just keep working, keep creating, keep going in that direction that you want to. And eventually it will, you know, maybe even happen again or happen in a different way. But no matter what, you continue to grow as a person and like realize what you're capable of. Yeah, for sure. Um, when it comes to goal setting and staying inspired, what aspect of your mindset really helps you achieve and continue to achieve what you get done on a daily, weekly and monthly, even yearly basis? Because there is that aspect of like, you know, setting the goals, setting the tasks. But for maybe somebody who's like, you know what, I'm just not motivated. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, no one's going to hold me accountable for this. Why should I really do it? For you, what would you tell a person who's kind of dealing with that mindset to shift it to something where they can see these tasks as being positive for their life and for the rest of the world in regards to their changing their energy and how they interact with the world and how that small shift actually really makes the world a better place on in a whole? Yeah. So, I mean, really when anybody is living in alignment with their self in regards to like nourishing their bodies, taking care of themselves, like mentally, physically, emotionally, interacting with people who are adding value to their life and Mm -hmm. love them and support them. Like anyone who's in that state and anyone who is feeling fulfilled by the work that they're doing, like their essence is only going to be more powerful. And I guess I would just encourage everybody to continue striving to be in that place because when you are in that place within yourself things happen naturally and you naturally find yourself wanting to contribute um in bigger ways Mm -hmm. you naturally find yourself feeling more motivated wanting to create things wanting to do things and Mm -hmm. and create that ripple effect in the world and obviously just like living alignment and being so filled with like happiness and all of that that makes a positive impact in itself. But when you're in that space, like you just feel so good that you naturally want to create. So to anybody who is struggling with feeling motivated, I feel like the biggest, most important thing, the foundation to focus on is self-care. I've just seen that like shift so many people's lives when people are neglecting any aspect of their life. Like that creates a blockage and that prevents people from feeling motivated. Totally. Well, great advice. So (laughs) you're really open about living as a minimalist. How has this changed affected your productivity and your outlook on what your priorities are in life? Um, it's really allowed me to feel like I have more time to do the things that are important to me. So I apply the concept of minimalism to more than just material belongings, but Mm -hmm. also to relationships. So if I have less relationships that are kind of impacting me negatively and holding me down, and if I have less physical items on like around me that just kind of aren't adding value to my life, um, then I have less mental mental clutter. So if something or someone is not adding value to my life, I don't pursue it. And Mm -hmm. that can be perceived like it can be perceived as selfish, but 
I find that like, if I'm not a hundred percent invested in a relationship, then it's not really fair to the other person. And that's something that's allowed me to, I guess, to justify in a positive way, um, letting go of relationships that just like aren't working out because if I can let go of that relationship, then the other person also has that opened new space to invite a relationship into their life where the other person is a hundred percent invested and mm-hmm. where it's just mutually beneficial. Totally. I love that. You know, you're, you're known and I feel like you present yourself as a very strong woman, even though you're teeny tiny, I always feel like a giant <laughs> yet next to you. I'm like five times, <laughs> but like, regardless of size like you're a very strong woman and um you know very adamant about promoting self-love and self-respect you know was there ever a time in your life that you really struggled with these these concepts and what practices have you found most effective to getting yourself out of emotional ruts yeah so right before I kind of I guess would say I hit rock bottom. I was struggling so much with self-care and self-respect and it was like everything had crumbled. I felt very self-conscious. I had gained a lot of weight. I was just not nourishing my body at all. And it was like I was doing everything I could to get a quick fix, but that's like the opposite of true self-care. And so, yes, there were totally times that I did struggle with self-love. Um, and then I just got so fed up and like realized that I can't keep going on that path that I shifted it. And the thing that I had to do in the beginning when I was coming from such a low place was just push myself to Mm -hmm. get started. And that's like the hardest part. But if I am ever in a rut now, I just use that same way of thinking. Like I just need to push myself to get started. And then from there, that's when you start gaining momentum and then you eventually get yourself out of the rut. But I think in the beginning, like that is what it takes. Mm-hmm. Just that first step in the right direction can, you know, create it. And it's not always easy. I mean, I know for me, like with my yoga practice and things that I've done in my life, there's been times where I take a break. There's always times where I feel like, I can get really passionate about things and then sometimes pull away and honor that time that I need and give myself that space, but then really trust myself. Like when I'm ready to go back to it, that I do make the effort to go back to it because I remember all the things that allow me to feel amazing when I practice or when I dance or when I am living my lifestyle a certain way. I think to remember that there is light on the other side and that even if we don't know how that feels, because I feel like a lot of people maybe don't know what it's like to feel the degree of happiness which they really want to vibrate at and they want to live at and they might see other people like, wow, like, you know, you know, it might for some people even ignite feelings of like jealousy, but I feel like it's always amazing to take the perspective of being inspired by that person and being like, you know what, if they're capable Mm -hmm. of doing it, then that means... I'm capable of greatness too. So I think yeah. sometimes even if we can't find it within, we can look to people's inspiration and you absolutely serve as that. Yeah, for sure. Example. I think like it just, it's the courage to get started. Yeah. And once you do the momentum starts, but 
I think that's like the biggest and easiest and just foundation for getting out of a rut and getting started towards living a healthy and fulfilling lifestyle is just literally pushing yourself. Yeah. But then <laughs> the you can push. look back. Yeah. The little push. <laughs> yeah, the little push. Because like sometimes the little push can turn into like a huge push and you're just like, whoa, this is too much. So finding <laughs> sure. that balance and keeping, and I think like being true to yourself. and Because I think people can think that sometimes they have to push so hard to make mm-hmm. a change happen. But getting that little bit of momentum, yeah, definitely makes a huge difference. But knowing when to let off the gas and just glide down the hill if necessary rather than crash yeah. and burn is definitely has its um usefulness so you're now in a really positive relationship and a healthy relationship with your boyfriend addison which you're pretty open about on social media and um i know he's been in your life for quite some time and um he's now a really integral part of raw alignment as well so being that we live in a time where there's so many options in regards to like what kind of relationships we can have whether they're open or um, you know, really just, you know, two people together or whatever it may be, there are a lot of options for people and what they want to experience. What do you feel like are foundational principles that you like to live by in a relationship? What do you think no relationship can survive without? What do you feel like the things that have happened? What are some things that have happened within your relationship that have allowed it to continue to grow, have each person have a healthy amount of space and each individual feel like really comfortable? Like both of you guys feel really good. I think the most important thing really is honest and loving communication. Yeah. And you know, I haven't really like done too much, um, reading about nonviolent communication, but just the term nonviolent communication seems like how Addison and I naturally interact with each other. Um, and I feel lucky that it's kind of always been that way. We haven't really had to like go from like communication, like working towards it. It's kind of came naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, but another part of another thing that I think is just essential for relationships to thrive is, each person who is involved in the relationship to have a self-care practice and to be fulfilled on their own so that it's not like both people are like trying to find fulfillment in the other person, but that each, each person is like coming together to create one epic relationship, but like each person is full and whole on their own. Um, like not dependence, but interdependence. Yeah, for sure. I find that like when that's lacking in any way, shape or form that comes through in the way that Addison communicate and the way that other communicate, like I see it all the time. If somebody isn't fulfilled in their self, then that comes through in the relationship. So that is huge. Um, Mm -hmm. and then another thing is just like little acts of selflessness, like helping the other person out when you can tell that they need it or just like, being supportive in an expected or unexpected, unexpected way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like being super kind to one another. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Realizing that our actions really do affect other people and that as much as we want to think like words and actions, like don't hurt, like they can really hurt. And, um, yeah, absolutely. To be conscious with that. I totally, I think a lot of that rings true and I'm very 
happy that you guys are in a positive relationship and that it's such a, um, you know, I'm sure that it's work. I'm sure that there's always things that, you know, we don't see that go on in relationships that, um, mm-hmm. no, no, nothing's perfect, but I'm happy that you have this individual who's in your life, Addison, who's, who's willing to share that with you and be present and help you along your journey and all that you're doing with raw alignment to share this content with people and, um, help you live your life to the fullest. You know, it's what a gift. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I am grateful for it. And I'm excited that Hudson is now on YouTube and that like people will be able to see a little bit more of our relationship mm-hmm. dynamic. And then like, we can kind of, kind of do the same thing that I do on my own, which is just yeah. like lead by example and kind of show the way that we interact. So what, where yeah. can people find him on YouTube? Um, they can just search Addison page on YouTube. All right. We'll, we'll get that link <laughs> and put it in the description so people cool. can go check it out too. And, um, yeah, you just released a coloring book. So that's so different and really unique. And what was your inspiration for this? And, um, what was your mission behind it? My main mission and main purpose in creating this, um, I guess there were really two aspects of it. One was simply expressing my own creativity and really making room for that in my life and being able to kind of make that dual purpose, like expressing my creativity and completing a work project that could then help other people like that that gave me that accountability that I kind of needed for a while to make time for my own creativity in that way. Um, so that was, that was one mission. And one thing that I really had fun with the book was doing that. And then also, um, simply to help people take a step away from their life stressors and from social media and to just slow down the constant mental chatter that so many people have in their head like just sitting down to color can do that for you. And I'm so, so excited. There's now a thousand books out in the world and I'm so excited to like hear feedback from everybody and see how, how it impacts them. That is so exciting. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So how do you recommend people move past the fear and excuses of putting them out themselves out there online because I know that there's also been times where you've taken you know time to retreat from social media and focus on yourself um but how do you feel like people can push past that initial fear of maybe thinking like oh like I don't have like the best materials like I don't know how to do this I don't know how to do that like I don't know what to do (laughs) like how can people move past a lot of those things and just create an online presence, be themselves and, and just evolve naturally. So the way that I see it is that it's honestly a learning process, just like anything else, just like changing your diet and like needing to learn how to prepare for yourself Mm -hmm. or learning how to live on your own and pay your bills and like how to tie your shoes when you're little. It's just like, anything else that it's just going to take practice mm-hmm. remembering and like focusing on the fact that the sooner you jump in, the sooner you will feel comfortable with it. And the sooner you will be able to master it, if that's a goal that you have. Yeah. So yeah, it's really just, it's the same with anything. It's the same with dance. It's the same yeah. with like having 
a healthy relationship, just process. And the sooner you start, the sooner you'll get to the point that you desire to be. Totally. And how do you feel like across your time with social media, um, you've had a healthier relationship with it? Like, I love that you're bringing in the time where you add a little bit more structure and you're like, okay, no electronics after a certain amount of time and um, all that type of stuff. Like, how can people have a healthy, balanced relationship with social media? I think, I mean, the way that I see it now is just listening to my intuition when I'm feeling a little bogged down in any area of life. It's not just with social media. Yeah. Um, but, like, if somebody's visiting my house and I feel like I need to put more time into that or want to put more time into that, then I just naturally feel like, okay, something's got to so that I don't get overwhelmed. And sometimes it's social media, sometimes it's something else. Um, but for anybody who doesn't feel like super in touch with their intuition, I think journaling can be a great way to get clear on if social media is really providing value at this point in time or mm-hmm. not. So just like a daily journal or a weekly journal to check in and ask yourself or respond to the prompting question, like, how's everything in my life? Uh, mm-hmm. What's feeling exciting? What's feeling overwhelming? And should I let go of what's feeling overwhelming? And just kind of like talking it out with yourself via journal, mm-hmm. um, saving from having to like talk somebody's ear off about what's going on, but right. you can just like find a friend within yeah. yourself and like talk it out through journaling. Totally. It's a valuable skill to have, I feel like, to be able to be there for yourself. And as important as it is to have supportive people in your life that are, like, willing to listen and, you know, share your problems with them and they share their issues that they're working through in their life with you and they're able to, like, be there for each other. I think, you know, really it is a very, very important skill, like you said, to just be able to check in with yourself and trust that inner voice and that inner guide Because, I mean, I'm a huge believer in that, like, all the answers that we need and, like, those major decisions we need to make in our life, like, a lot of that is innate. Like, it's in us. Like, we know what we have Mm -hmm. to do. And sometimes it's just, like, we want that, you know, affirmation from another person in order to move forward. But, but, like, that's sometimes what we have to trust. And it can be difficult to trust it when there's so many different opinions. But... Definitely. I think that's very important. And I'm glad you mentioned that. So how do you suggest people discover their authenticity as well as their infinite potential in a world with so much available to us? Uh, Something that, as I guess we started this podcast with, um, is things like literally just diving in and knowing that you don't need to do one thing for the rest of your life. There are, like you said, so many opportunities available and to just like, to know that you can take advantage of them and to have fun with it and to listen to your intuition. If something is super exciting, then like keep rolling with it and mm-hmm. if you're blocked or uncomfortable and or stressed or that you're just not enjoying something after giving it a real good shot, then like let go of it. And I find that that helps me a ton. And 
you know, it's interesting. Like a lot of people will ask me how I found my calling or my purpose. And I don't, it's weird to say, but I don't necessarily like have this set in my mind that I'm going to be like working on raw alignment or making YouTube videos or doing anything that I'm doing right now for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And I have so much fun with it and I love it so much, Mm -hmm. but I also know that if there's ever a point where it's not adding as much value to my life and it ever makes me feel stressed and, um, any of that, then like, I'm so cool with letting it go and trying something new because there are so many options. And yeah, like I said, just don't be afraid to take advantage of that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for like wrapping it up round circle. It's like perfect way to end it. So thank you so much for joining me, Elise. And I hope everybody at home enjoyed. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all that you shared and just for being who you are and giving everything that you give to the world. I know that there's definitely, I've been inspired by your journey to continue on with even just creating this podcast. And um, so I'm so excited to have had you on the show and so grateful to um, be able to share this with all the listeners. Thank you. Yeah, it was so fun. And your questions were amazing. I had a lot of fun answering them and I'm looking forward to listening to this, even though we just talked it out. I can't wait to hear and share it with people. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and, um, Go check out Elise. All of her links will be in the description of this episode. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.